0: Revelation chapter number 19. Revelation chapter 19. We're going to read just about three or four verses, and I'll let you sit down. Sweetheart Sunday. How about it? Amen. You are the apple of his eye. Amen. Revelation 19. We're going to start reading in verse number 5. Revelation 19, verse number 5. Hadn't the Lord been good today? Amen. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice. And give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. He saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Revelation is an exciting book. Revelation tells us a lot of things and reveals a lot of stuff. Where we are in Revelation 19 is after the tribulation period, the seven-year tribulation period. Christ and the church is coming back. The bridegroom and the bride. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb, and it's going to be an exciting time. Hallelujah! I want you to know. I want you to know that in most weddings and most uh, uh, ceremonies that you have here, all of the focus is on the bride. Nobody cares what the groom wears. Nobody cares what the groom looks like. The groom is just a side part of the whole deal. I need a witness right there. Listen, he is just there. But everybody's attention is on the bride. Listen, when the doors open and the bride steps through and the gown and how beautiful it is, all the focus and attention and glory and praise goes to the bride. Well, one day there's going to be a wedding, but the bride won't get the praise. The bride will not get the glory. We are going to a wedding, I promise you, and it's going to be very soon. And instead of singing, here comes the bride, they're going to be singing, here comes the bridegroom. And I want to preach just a few moments this morning on the subject, here comes the bridegroom. Here comes the bridegroom. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth. I thank you for your mercy. Father, I pray that you'll anoint this service. I pray that you'll anoint your word. And I pray that your will be done today in everything we do. I pray that nothing will be said outside of your will. I pray that you'll speak to my heart. Lord, let everything come directly from the throne of glory. Lord, I pray that you'll touch every ear that they may hear and understand your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. There's probably, there's probably nothing... Uh, as beautiful in life as a beautiful wedding. Would you say amen right there? I love going to them. I, I, well, uh, not really. I just told a lie in the house of God. Amen. I love looking at them, but I don't like sitting through them. Amen. Uh, sometimes they have 52 people knowing that they had to hire people to stand up there for them. Say amen. Uh, sometimes it gets that way, but you just can't. There's no uh, 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 uh there's just no picture like the wedding picture uh, in how that is, is describing the relationship between Christ and His church. There's no doubt about in God's Word that He uses the wedding, He uses the marriage, He uses the picture of the life together of a bride and groom to de- illustrate the life and the relationship between Christ and His church. The Bible clearly says that the church is the bride of Christ. The, the Bible clearly says that, that, that Jesus Christ is the groom. Uh, and, and I want to share with you just a couple things this morning about the bridegroom. I want you to see right now, number one, if you're taking notes, he is calling his bride. He is calling a bride. Uh, The Lord Jesus Christ is calling a bride. He is wooing a bride. Uh, I I remember when me and my wife was dating, and and man, I'd have done anything to get that girl to like me. I tried to make her think I was rich, and I wasn't. I tried to make her think I was smart, and she knew I wasn't. Say, man, I did anything I could do to get her attention. I wanted her to like me. I wanted her to, uh, listen, to know me. I wanted her to be mine forever and ever and ever. Do you realize that's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ is doing? God is trying to woo you. God is trying to tell you that He loves you with an everlasting love. God is trying to tell you that He gave everything for you that you could be set free. God wants you to live forever and ever in His home in heaven. Say amen. Listen, He's wooing the bride. There's probably no there's probably no better story that illustrates this fact than the story of Abraham, Isaac and Rebekah. Abraham, Father Abraham, most of you know this in Genesis chapter number 24. Abraham called his servant. He said, I've got a mission for you. I've got something for you to do. I need you to do for me. I need you to go find a bride for my son. Abraham is a type of God the father. Isaac is a type of God the son. That servant is a type of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit goes into a far country and finds a bride for his son Isaac. When he gets there, he says, Lord, if you'll please help me. Lord, direct the right one to me. Lord, and that's exactly what happened. Well, they, he meets up with Rebecca There's a lot more to the story, but i got to save time. Amen. But they, listen, when he meets up with Rebecca, and the first thing he does in wooing her and calling her and trying to convince her that, listen, there is somebody in a far country who's got wealth beyond measure, who's got blessings that you cannot even count, he wants to make you his and his alone. Oh, he came to her with a message. Listen, he's calling a bride by the message that he delivers, by the message that he brings. He gets with that family, and he says, Look, my master is great. My master is rich. My master is loaded, and he is a-looking. Say amen. amen. Listen, he has a message that's a glory message. It's a grace message. It is a great message. He said, I, He has given everything to the Son. You know that Jesus said the same thing? The Father has put all things into the Son's hand. Let me tell you something. i got a message for you. There is a bridegroom who's looking for a bride, and your name is on the list. Listen, this messenger comes called the Holy Spirit. He comes from a far country. And I'm telling you, where he is is where we need to be. Well, not not only is he calling the bride through the message that he shares, but then be write this down through the motivation he supplies now this is the cool part now when when they were there and 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 the first thing he done was gave her little gold and little precious things now what what is he doing he's saying look here look what i got and then and then when they agreed when they agreed that this would happen that rebecca would go with the servant back to isaac and be his bride the bible said let me let me read it let me read it because i got look watch this Genesis 24, 53. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. He gave also to her brother and her mother precious things. You say, what's that got to do with us? He gave a token of his master's wealth, just as the Spirit gives us the first fruits or the down payment of our spiritual riches in Christ. In Ephesians 1, verse 13, he says that he is... Uh, do you all remember when you bought a house? What kind, of, what kind of thing did you have to put down? Earnest money. First time we ever bought a house, I'd never heard of that before in my life because i never bought a house before. said, we need $500 earnest money. I said, who? She said, earnest money, you got to put this. I said, I just want to make an offer. I don't want to, you know, I, in order to make an offer, you got to put down earnest money. I said, what's this for? She said, this is to let the, 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 the seller know that you're serious about your offer. I said, "Can you tell me that again?" Because the, the, the Holy Ghost, right then at that moment, brought that verse to my mind. I said, "Man, can you tell me that again?" I said, "Yes, it, 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 you are showing." The, the seller that you are serious about the offer that you are making and you know what listen that servant did to Rebecca let me tell you how serious I am about here's a little bit of gold and here's a little yeah. bit of silver yeah. here's a little bit of raiment to go along the way he begins to motivate her to come to Christ I'm telling you what when I get down and out on in this earth when the when the road gets rough and the road gets rocky and the storms begin to blow and listen everything starts falling apart the Holy Spirit comes into my life he begins to share a little help on the way he said don't you worry about it everything's going to be all right. because where we're going there's a whole lot more of this where this comes from I believe that servant in that camel listen they was riding that camel and I believe Rebecca would get hot I believe she'd get tired, and I believe she'd get weary, and they was on the way. Listen, we are on the way to the Father's house. We're on the way to meet our groom, and I believe on the way. I believe she'd get wore out and tired, and I see that servant as he checks out and sees what's going on, because his eye is on that bride, because he's got a job to do. It's the servant's job to get the bride to the son. Amen. And when he's seen her in a bad way, he'd, whoa, that camel. And he'd back up. He'd say, let me give you a little more. Little more, little more. i honey don't Don't you worry. Not very long. We're going to see the groom. Somebody say amen. Listen. Christ is wooing a bride. He's calling a bride. Oh, what a story. Boaz and Ruth. Man, what a story. I wish we had three days because we'd hunker down right there. Amen. But we don't. Number one. Christ is what? He's calling his bride. He's showing what he has to offer. So what does he have to offer eternity in heaven? He's offering peace and joy and love. He's offering his protection and his security. He's offering his peace and love. He's calling a bride. Well, in, in, the, in the old tradition, in old tradition, uh, you know, I think, I think I'm going to go back to that. I'm, I'm going to go back to old tradition. See, old tradition, uh, most of the time, the parents hook the children up. And I know my girls, do not they're not real good choices of things, and I'm just going to pick for them. <laughs> what do y'all think? I'm in, man. I, tell you, I think it's a great deal. Now, they'd have money. I guarantee you that. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man was interviewing the, the groom-to-be with his daughter. He said, son, how, how, how are you going to? How are you gonna take care of my daughter? I said, Well, God's gonna take care of us. Okay. Son, where how are you gonna provide a house for? Well, God's gonna take care of us. Uh, son, how are you going to, you got a job, you got a job or anything. How you gonna make a living? Well, we, we believe God's gonna take care of us. He goes in the kitchen with mama. Mama says, Well, what do you think about him? Well, he's all right, but that boy thinks I'm God. Amen. You come courting around my house, you better have a job. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Christ is calling a bride. Well, after the deals, was done, See, back then, the engagement was just as binding as the marriage itself. They would come and, 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 and after, there was, there was what's was called the bride price. They would negotiate what the bride was worth. If, if the, the stature in the culture, the bride was way up in class, then, then the bride would require more of a bride price that the groom would have to pay. And listen, when they, when they came up with the, 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 the sufficient amount, then they would have an agreement on it. Now, you say, what's the point of that? Do you realize that Jesus paid the bride price? You say how how much is his bride worth? well it's enough that he gave his life for it Amen. Yeah. Amen. listen when that that agreement is made and that payment is made then then the the, the groom would would offer the bride to be a, a glass or a cup of wine and if she accepted the offer she would take that cup. Jesus said this cup hallelujah are y'all with me this is the new covenant in my blood well she would she would agree and she would take that and take a sip and that meant i'm taking up i'm taking you up on your offer well at that point boom they are betrothed or they are they are engaged now it is just as if they were already married but they could not come together yet because he had to go and prepare hallelujah she would get ready for the wedding day. He'd get ready for the wedding Say, Amen. He would go back to the father's house, and as the bride, listen, he goes and starts preparing their place. Well, let's go back to the bride, the bride of Christ. Look what it says in verse number uh, Revelation nineteen, in verse number uh, mm-hmm, seven, verse seven. Are you there? Say amen. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Then it says this, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Let me share with you one, a couple things. Number two, not only number one, Christ. what's number one? Christ is he's calling his bride. Number two, Christ is cleansing his bride. You see, the bride is not ready for the groom yet. Uh, The Bible says that our righteousness are as filthy rags in God's eyes. Are you all with me? Listen, Christ begins to cleanse His bride. God begins a process in order to get us ready to be with the most pure and holy Son of God. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. How does God cleanse the bride? A, through the preaching of His Word. Through the preaching of His Word. The Bible says in Ephesians 5, in verse 25, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for it, that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Psalms 119, 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed there according to thy word? Why, preacher, are you a stickler to that old Bible? Why are you a stickler to that book that you read? Why do you go by it? Because I'm telling you, it's the only thing that works. It's the only thing that will take a drunkard and sober him up and make a good daddy out of him. It's the only thing that will take a streetwalker and make a good wife out of her. It's the only thing that will change your life for good. It's the only thing that works. I don't believe in government programs. I don't believe in anything the world has to offer. But I'm telling you what, when you preach the Word and be instant in season and out of season and reprove and rebuke and exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine, I'm telling you, that will work. Amen. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. I'm telling you the things that changed me in my life and made my walk what it ought to be was an old-fashioned preacher standing up with an old King James Bible with a backbone the size of a saw log and told it exactly that word. was. Amen. We don't need nobody telling us what we want to hear. We need somebody to love us enough to tell us what we have to hear. Amen. The preaching of the Word, it will cleanse and it will wash. Listen, that Word will come through one ear and it will start conforming that mind. Listen, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way, Taking heed to the Word. Listen, the Bible says in John 15, Ye are clean through the Word which I have spoken unto you man, I can get stupid on God and, man, be away and feel dirty as a a mud sock and then get my Bible and ask God to forgive me and just start reading my Bible. And, son, it's like taking a hot shower and God just washes that away. God begins to put that baby Christian, that new engaged bride, to Him, puts him under that preaching. Starts cleaning him up. Starts getting things out. Starts putting things in. Thank God for the preaching of the word. I don't like that. You ain't had much of it. Amen. You need it. I need it. You, say, oh, you get too loud. Man, this will be the quietest place you'll ever be when you get to heaven. Amen. I, Brother, Brother Buster Seaton told me something one time. He said, you know what? He said, we all need hard preaching. He said, we just don't need no harsh preaching. Boy, I've never forgot that. That's true. I need somebody to be straight with me. I need somebody to tell me, listen, I don't want a doctor just to tell me what I want to hear and me go die because he wasn't straight with me. We need the preaching of the word. Listen, I'm glad there's a place on the corner of Campground Road and 157. Amen. You may not like what you hear, but you're going to hear what you need to hear. Because anytime time you say, thus saith the Lord, You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. We need to put the psychology books up. Listen, we need to put all the other. I I seen a guy on TV the other day preaching out of his own book that he wrote. Dude. Your opinion carries no authority. Amen. Number B. Let's move along. I can hang there for a while. I like it. Amen. Preaching. Man, I cut my teeth on preaching. I love preaching. I love good old-fashioned preaching. I love hearing a preacher preach like he believes what he's saying. Not a lot of people don't like that, but that's all right. Everybody's got their own opinion, but I want him to look like he's fighting bumblebees. Amen. I just like That's just me. I, I, I don't know. But we see Christ is cleansing a bride through the preaching of the Word. But not only that, write this down. Through the process of His will. The process of His will. What do you mean? The Bible says that Romans 8, 28, we love to quote that. We love to quote that all things are that they work together for the good, to them that love the Lord, to them who are the called according to His purpose. We love to quote that, that those bad things in my life, those tragedies in my life, those things we can't explain and those things we can't understand, those things that we feel like it's going to kill us, God is using them to mold us into His image. God is using them to cleanse His bride and prepare His bride for the wedding. We know that all things work together. All things, the good things, the bad things, the sad things, the happy things. The tragedies, the triumphs. God's using every one of them. He's using every one of them. For what? It says according to His purpose, right? Well, verse 29 gives us His purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate, to be, be conformed to the image of his Son. Every Christian, I mean every Christian, if you're born again and you know Jesus, you're in that process. I've had Christians, everything was fine in my life till I got saved, and then all hell broke loose in my life. That's just the process. That's just a process. God's getting some stuff out of you, you don't need to be there. God's adding some things that needs to be there. What's he doing? He's cleansing a bride. Then I got one more for you today. What was the first thing He's doing? He, we, we are cleansed through the preaching of the word. Say that with me, through the preaching of the word. then, then B through the, through the process of His will. Then watch this. This is neat. This is neat. See, write this down. Through the participation in his work. What in the world are you talking about? Let me read. The Bible says in verse 7. Verse 7. Let's be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb has come. Now watch this. And his wife hath made herself ready. There are things that we're doing in our life, or God's doing in our life to get us ready. But do you realize there's things you're doing? Watch this. Verse 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Now watch this. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. All right? You take that word righteousness, and the word means deeds, righteous deeds, actions. Now we know this, we are not saved by actions or deeds. We are not saved by our own doing. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If it's works, it's not grace. If it's grace, it's not works. So we're not saved by that righteousness. Listen, when I trusted Christ and I said, Lord, please save me, I'm a sinner and I need forgiven. He imputed righteousness on me. He gave me His righteousness. But Do you realize in that day they wore two different kind of garments? They had an inner garment and an outer garment. The inner garment was a tunic. The outer garment was a toga. They had both, the inner garment and the outer garment. The inner garment represented the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. That righteousness that we needed to come to God because we fell short of His glory. That righteousness that only God could give, not standing on our own, but standing in His righteousness alone. But there's another, that outward garment. That outward. Listen, in those days they wore both. The inner and the outer. The first represents the imputed righteousness of Christ. We are clothed with the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. The second, represents the righteous deeds of the believer. The toga, the outer garment, is the robe. All of our works will be woven to make a robe. The inner garment is made by Christ. The outer garment is made by the bride, by you and me. The bride is, listen, making her outer garment now by the work she does on earth. Preacher, what do you say in 1 Corinthians 3.13? Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he has built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Lehman Strauss said, Do you realize the bride is making her own garment for the wedding? Listen, it says 8. For the fine linen is the righteousness or the righteous deeds of the saints. Preacher, what are you talking about? One day you're going to stand before God. One day at the trumpet sound, at the rapture of the church, you're going to stand before God as a Christian, as a born-again believer, and everything you did for Christ will go through the fire. Everything you did for Him will go through that fire. The Bible says there are things that are of gold, silver, and precious stone, but then there are some that are wood, hay, and stubble, and they're going to burn up in that fire. God will judge what we have done for Him. God will judge why we did what we did, the intention that we had, the motivation that we had everything will come through and we're making our garment what's yours going to look like listen it's coming it's coming that bride at the moment she's preparing her dress and it was customary I'm almost done it was customary many times that the bride make her own dress and when that agreement was made when that, that invitation and that, that offer was accepted, then the, the groom would go back and the bride would begin to prepare herself. This brings us to number three. We'll be done. What was number one? We see Christ is. Number two, Christ is. Number three, Christ is going to claim his bride. Watch this. Man, I love this story. The Bible says, The Bible says, Upon agreement, Upon agreement, That bride begins to prepare herself. She begins to prepare her for her life with the groom. The groom goes back to the father's house. Y'all hear me? Father's house. And, And in the father's house, there would be a Courtyard. And many times a wall would surround the, 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 the father's place and, and they would begin to uh, uh, build another room onto that wall. In, and basically it's in the courtyard, but it's called the father's house. Well, he began to feverishly work and build and have something that he could take his bride to and they could begin their life together. And he is feverishly building and working and, and working and working and working. And do you realize he does not have the choice in the matter? The son cannot decide that he's ready to go get his bride. It's left up to the father. The father, when the father determines that the place is sufficient, then he gives the nod and says, go get your bride. You say, what difference does that make? I'll tell you what difference it makes. Jesus said, no man knows the hour, only my father which is in heaven. I got another verse for you. I got another verse for you. John 14. Uh, The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. If ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. What is that? It is the bridegroom promising the bride that I'm going to prepare you a place. Hey, honey, we are engaged. We're going to spend eternity forever. You are mine, and I am yours. But right now, I'm going to prepare a place for you. We are engaged. We are together. It's just like it's already a done deal. But I'm going to prepare a place for you, just for you. A personal place, a perpetual place, a prepared place, just for that bride. I'm telling you. And when it's done, the father is going to say, All right, son. Go get your bride. When that takes place, the bridegroom and his buddies, they begin to go get the bride. They come across town. When they get close to the bride's home, one of the bridegroom's fellows blows a shofar. They blow a trumpet to announce hallelujah. I feel God all over that right there. He blows that trumpet to announce to the bride that the groom is here. It's time to go. You say, what does that have to do with me? 1 Thessalonians 4. Now listen, 1 Thessalonians 4 says, For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to be with them in the clouds. Woo! Gets his bride. They go to the bridal chamber. Listen, seven days they honeymoon. Seven days while the friends are outside. At the end of that seven days, the bride and the bridegroom step forward and they begin a celebration like you ain't never seen before. Amen. Do you realize that's the rapture of the church? There's going to be seven years of tribulation, where you do not even see the bride or the church till Revelation 19. And listen, when all is said and done, when all, the, hallelujah, when all the honeymoon is over, he's coming back again. We see the wedding supper of the Lamb. The Old Testament saints, tribulation saints. Hey, John the Baptist said, I'm not the, I'm not the bridegroom. I'm just a friend that's here rejoicing with him. Son, what a time that's going to be. The claiming of the bride we see in the rapture. We see the rapture that's foretold. And then be. we see the rejoicing that follows. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm telling you this. You better get ready. Because in just a little while, that trumpet's gonna sound. And Jesus is gonna, I don't think he's gonna say this is just Malcolm's theology. But he's gonna say, ready or not? Here I come. After that, after that wedding supper, we're gonna rule and reign with him on this earth. A thousand years. He's preparing us a place. Church, I want you to know fairness place if you've never trusted him as your personal savior if you've never believed in your heart Jesus has died risen again is alive today to save your soul you can be saved today this is real as it gets there's going to be a wedding pretty soon I can't help but think of uh, help me Know who sung that? Uh, there's going to be a wedding pretty soon. Are you ready for the groom? He played on the piano. Brother Carrico. We had a gentleman that played when we was in Florida at a church down there. Now I'm telling you, this is true. A song as ever been written. Jesus is coming again, and you can be ready. Church, say Amen. Give the Lord praise and glory in His house. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Listen, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Just 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 hang tight. Dad, would you lead us in prayer? And ask the Lord to bless us. Yes. Saul's name. Julie, we're here today, Uh, we're here today to start a brand new life, we're here today to uh, put things in the way God would have them, have God's favor on this life and this family together, and in the beginning things were a little different, in the the beginning things were not what we had really hoped they would be, but now God has done a miracle, God has done a miracle, and what a God we serve. And we're here today to recommit, to to recovenant with each other and God and put everything we have into his hands. Now there's four C's to a happy remarriage. The first C is Christ. The Bible says, the Bible says, if we'll seek him first, all these things will be added unto us. What things? Everything you desire. Everything that you need, you put him first. Christ comes first second is communication. you got to be able to share in your feelings. And, and listen, what you're going through and what you need. Keep the communication lines open. Then the third thing is cooperation. Compromise. Whichever word you want to use, it doesn't really matter. It's not 50-50. It's 100%, 100%. Listen, uh, there, there are givers and takers. There are people that constantly give and give and give. And they love to give. But sooner or later, if there's only a giver and a taker, that giver is going to get wore out. And you give everything you have. Love is about giving. Love is about giving. For God so loved the world. that He gave. Listen, his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, I think about all that, that is required in love. It's not a feeling. Love is not a feeling. Man, one day I feel up, one day I feel down. Love is a
1: commitment
0: that you're making today. And that gives us number four. You're committed to one another. You're covenant till death do your part in sickness and in hell. I mean, it's it. Done till Jesus comes. Commitment. Christ, communication, uh, cooperation, and commitment. You understand that? You understand that. Greg? Do you take Julie? be your lawfully wedded wife and do you promise before God and these witnesses to love her in sickness and in health forsaking all others and keeping the only unto her as long as you shall live Julie do you take Greg again to be your lawfully wedded husband and do you promise before God and these witnesses to love him in sickness and in health forsaking all others keeping the only unto him as long as you both shall live Say this, with this ring, I see wed. And with all my worldly goods, I see endow. With this ring, I see wed. And with all my worldly goods, I see endowed.
2: Saw you i knew without a doubt you were the only one for me you were all my eyes could see when i prayed to the father seeking out his will the desires of my heart
3: he gave
0: The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I'm glad that God can take all things and make them new. As much as this man and woman, having the presence of God and these witnesses, consented again, together to be joined in the bonds of holy matrimony and recovenant and repledge their love to one another. In the sight of God, I pronounce you man and wife. You may kiss your bride. (laughs) All right, turn and face the crowd. Ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure that I now present to you, Mr. and Mrs. Again, Greg and Julie Thrower. All right Let's go out in that Church, say amen. Amen. Wasn't that a service? Give the Lord praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Listen, I never, ever want to leave a service without an invitation. Now, this is the invitation. We're not going to do it like we normally do it. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I want want, uh, all of our altar workers, if you'll come, no music, no music, just all of our altar workers, if you'll come up real quickly. Uh, Brother Doyle, you come up too, and Brother Kendrick, you come up. And those that, I want you to uh, come up so they can see you. Come up here, come up here. We're going to dismiss. And if 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 God talked to you and God spoke to your heart, and you said I want to be, I want to make sure that I'm at that wedding, and I want to make sure that I'm ready. You find any one of these, we've got ladies for ladies and gentlemen for gentlemen. You find any one of these, and I guarantee you, we can take a Bible, we can show you how to be saved, we can show you how you can know for sure that if you were to die right now that you'd go to heaven. Because one day, that sky's going to lit. And that trumpet's going to be sounding. Here comes the bridegroom. And I want you to be ready. Amen? We're going to dismiss. We're going to dismiss. And if you need to, don't leave this property. If God's dealing with you, don't you leave this property. You find one of these and let us take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Amen? Right after, uh, for all the friends and family uh, the, uh, of, of Greg and Julie's, we've got some cake and punch uh, for you. This is, we're doing. Our church is doing this for you. And uh, we want you to stay and, and celebrate with them. And uh, it'll just find your way through this door. Uh, Brother Buchanan, make sure that there's a clear path through there, all right? And uh, 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 you can just go through that door and through the final door, and, and the reception will be held out there. And, uh, and we just want to be a blessing to you. Now, listen, let's pray for Greg and Julie. God has done a great work in their life. And there's never a time that God won't do a great work that the devil won't try to do a greater one. So we need to pray God, protect them, and help them in their life. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's dismiss. We're going to pray, and we're going to ask the Lord. Okay, now make sure, listen, if you, if you are in, in the family and friends of Greg and Julie Thrower, if you've got, if you've got children in the nursery, make sure and, and get them first uh, so we can empty that area out and uh, the nursery workers can go home. So if you've got children, make sure and get them first. And then, then come on back. All right? Do we have any other announcements we need to deal with? All right. We'll just do that, do that, and then we'll
1: dismiss. Good to be in God's house today. Uh, if you are a lady that knows how to cut out patterns or sew or whatever, uh, things like that, if you will see Miss Melissa Privet, uh, they need to get some things together for the Easter uh, service that will be coming up, but she can help you with that. Don't forget about Word Alive practice on Wednesday. Choir practice, Dave Ranz will be taking place. The class will be taking place today at 6.30. And if you have signed up for the church directory, this, this will be our last week. Uh, make sure you come at the appointed time. If you have not, if you'll see the ladies out at the table out front, uh, they'll be able to sign you up for that. And please take part in that. We want to see you in our directory this year. All right, Kenrick, I think you had one announcement you will just pray for.
4: I just want to say a word from Iwana. Uh, we meet at 4.30 every Sunday evening for kids from two years old all the way up to seniors in high school, in case you don't know. And we welcome you to come and be a part of our Iwana ministry. Uh, next Sunday we're having a theme night, and it's crazy hat and hair night. Now you can obviously tell I'm going to have to wear some kind of hat. Not much crazy you can do when you don't have any hair. But we like to have a lot of fun with the kids and let them know that coming to church and worshiping the Lord can be fun. It's something they enjoy doing. And if we can teach them at two and three years old that the scripture is something they love to to read and to come to worship, then they'll be great soldiers for Christ one day as they get older. So uh, come and be a part of Awana, and that's next Sunday. We're going to have crazy hat and hairdo night. And if you just want to come and see uh, the crazy people that we have working in Awana and all these kids, then you come and and just see what's going on. All right. Let's, Let's close in a word of prayer, and then we'll be dismissed. Our Father, we thank you for the great day that you've given us. We thank you, Lord, for the marriage supper of the Lamb that will take place for those who have put their trust in you. Lord, we pray today, Lord, that if there are some here in this building that have not trusted you as their Savior, Lord, that they will not leave the premises, Lord, without seeking someone, Lord, that can help them and show them in the Scripture how they can put their trust in a loving Savior. We thank you for dying on a cross for our sins, Lord, so that we can spend that eternity with you as the bride, and we look forward to meeting our bridegroom one day. We give you honor and praise today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: My bags for a heavenly journey I can't wait to be there No, I can't wait to be there I'm getting ready for a new day, dawn And I'm getting ready
3: for a brand new morning my bags for a heavenly
2: journey I can't wait to be there No, I can't wait to be there I'm gonna sit by the Crystal River on my feet in the Sing with the saints and angels I'm gonna be there How about you?